a young perspective on hot-button issues around the world. This is The Hub. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Hub on CGTN. I'm Wang Guan from the capital city of Montenegro. Now, China and Montenegro might be half a world away, but cultural exchanges have the unifying power of bringing the two countries, the two peoples, closer together. Today, I had the distinct pleasure of visiting the Confucius Institute here in the University of Montenegro. And also, I caught up with one of the best Chinese speakers anywhere in Montenegro. Check out this Confucius Institute in Podgorica. Here, you can find Chinese films, literature, calligraphy, ceramics, handicrafts, and much more. Where does the passion for learning Chinese come from? I caught up with a group of Montenegrin students who are currently taking Chinese language and culture classes. Chinese history is so long and therefore culture is so rich and it's very interesting for me how to write it, how to read it. And I want to try it and now I absolutely fell in love with it. I think the Chinese language will be the future language. More uh, than English? Yes, I think. Uh, and we started uh, to learn Chinese. We have a great teacher. Our classes are really interesting. The Confucius Institute at the University of Montenegro was launched in 2015. Since then, hundreds of students from primary schools through universities there enrolled in Chinese language courses. The Institute also organized study tours to China and offered various forms of networking opportunities. Milena Lipovina Bozovic is the Institute's local director. She told me there has been growing passion among Montenegrins in learning Chinese. Milena, welcome to the Hub on CGTN. Good to see you here in Montenegro. Thank you very much for the invitation. It is my pleasure. Um, can you start by telling us a bit about your job, uh, how you found this job, how you ended up uh, working here at the Confucius Institute in the University of Montenegro? Since very recently, I took over the position of local director at Confucius Institute at the University of Montenegro, so it's just a couple of months. Previously, actually, my background is also from the university. I was a teaching assistant for more than 14 years, and now I'm assistant professor at the Faculty of Economics, University of Montenegro. So one of the very challenging tasks right now, but I'm very happy to be able to, to get much more familiar with the China, Chinese culture, Chinese language. So I'm very happy with the team I found here, especially with the Chinese director, Madame Luo, and uh, the teachers, professors who come from China, but as well the local uh, teachers from Montenegro who are helping us, you know, to, to give a very good uh, lectures, teaching in Ch Chinese language through all the schools, primary and secondary. How would you describe the interest, uh, the passion of Montenegrin university students or anyone who's participating in programs here, um, you know, the interest of them towards the Chinese language and culture. It is a difficult language to learn, no? I mean, it's challenging. I would not say that difficult, but challenging. And what I'm well, trying... Well, you speak several languages, Yeah, no? but what I try actually, when, I, when we speak and try to promote the language, Chinese language in the schools to the kids, students and everyone, they all have a perception that it's very, very difficult, much more than the traditional languages they get used to, to do the school programs, such as English, French, or Italian, or German, or something. But from the students who started to learn Chinese, we heard from them that they like, you know, it's more like playing 
when learning Chinese language and the, the way it is presented to students with so many cultural activities and trying to introduce the China's history and other uh, stuff from the culture, it becomes very, very interesting and popular. I think the, the whole change happened actually from the beginning and starting uh, the Confucius Institute in Montenegro because previously there was there were not that much interest in Chinese language, but since then and uh, through the years, especially the first five years, you had a very growing uh, um, interest for, the, for learning Chinese. And I think at that time, probably in 2019, about 100 students a year through to 32 schools, primary and secondary, four universities and even one kindergarten were attending the Chinese courses. That was really the peak at that time. Mm -hmm. Then we enter to a COVID year, so two last years were very difficult. There was then less interest because we uh, adopted to online teaching and then, you know, it's a different story. But now again, here we feel again much more interest. We made some promotions in different schools and many, many students are calling us and asking for teaching. So I think that, you know, the China with work, all the work we have done in the last seven years here, uh, really became much closer to Montenegrin Montenegrians. You know, um, cultural exchanges are so important, right? Um, in China, for example, the, the bridge, the movie, The Bridge, is so popular uh, with the, the theme song Bella Ciao. Um, not far from here in the north, uh, Novak uh, Djokovic is a household name. Um, many other people, cultural and uh, symbols from the Balkans are household names in China. Um, what are some of the Chinese cultural elements uh, that are of interest to your students and maybe to you personally too. What I appreciate the most and admire is actually some values that are embodied in the Chinese culture, such as harmony, such as honesty. It's very, harmony. very important. Yeah. Like coexistence in um, like ultimate harmony, um, the yin and the yang, exactly. and balance. Yeah, that balance, the whole I mean, life balance, you know, uh, thinking on one side about you and about the family, but also about uh, well-being of the society and everything. So I really, and uh, I see that the teachers, especially those who are coming here from China, are really trying to, to you know, to transfer also those aspects when teaching and uh, Chinese to our stu students and everybody who had contact with China from the students or our local teachers really feel that. How do you compare the similarities of the Chinese culture and the Montenegrin culture? Do you see common values or common threats? If you talk about similarities, maybe one of things I would I find uh, very, very uh, similar to our both countries is actually that family upbringing and taking care about your family and older parents. But also what I find very similar is um, the, that, that feel to share, for example, food and some other things with your friends and family. It's pretty much common between Montenegrins and Chinese. And I think it's very uh, good value and something that really very much connect, connect us. Um, uh, going forward, how do you see the value of the Confucius Institute as in bringing the two peoples closer together? Because after all, I know that Montenegro aspires to be a, a Euro-Atlantic country. It's very close to the European family and across the Atlantic. Uh, but culturally, um, how would you and how do you hope uh, you know, this society can be connected with the Chinese society? I think that Confucius Institute in the last seven years really made a strong effort, I mean, maybe, like I said, tremendous in getting closer China to Montenegro. It was really a kind of bridge between China and Montenegro with all the activities, not only teaching activities, but also cultural activities. I feel that now, if you talk with people, 
they are much more familiar with what China is and what are the values uh, shared. So in that respect, I think that Confucius Institute here in Montenegro really made a good job. Of course, there is always much more to do in the forthcoming period, and I hope that I will help you know, to improve many, many things. But uh, there are diverging views about the values of Confucius Institutes, right? Uh, some Western media uh, <laughs> described the Confucius Institute as, uh, you know, China's quote-unquote Trojan horse, um, you know, having ideological agendas in mind. Uh, they say that this is uh, depressing academic freedom. Mostly you hear about it in the United States, but uh, somewhere in Western Europe too. How do you look at those um, allegations? Uh, you know, uh, what is important actually to, to always to see the mission of, of some institution like Chinese uh, Confucius Institute. I mean, the whole mission is about promoting very good values, promoting language, promoting culture, making better connections and cooperation in scientific, academic and or other aspects, economic aspects. So, in my opinion, really Confucius Institute made a very good contribution here in Montenegro to fulfill those kind of goals. I mean, we can always, you know, there are always different opinions, different things, but I can always, I mean, say from my opinion that this is really an advantage, having Confucius Institute here in Montenegro. I asked the Institute's Chinese director, Luo Chunxia, that same question. I heard about this, but not happen in Montenegro, because uh, Montenegro people are very friendly and uh, sometimes open-minded. I think that such kind of idea is uh, just viewed by a small group of people, not majority people or countries. And the reason for this, I think that perhaps two reasons. One is that they don't understand China or Chinese culture because, for example, Chinese philosophy, uh, harmony, balance, tolerance, uh, self-discipline and uh, uh, cooperation. So they, they don't know. They, they, they perhaps, uh, they are raise a popular Western values that is the law of jungle mm. and is the strongest will rule the world. Survive with the fittest. Uh, yes, survive the, yes, yes, there. And, so, and uh, this year China has been developing very quickly, very quickly, so perhaps they, they are afraid of it. it. It shows that they are not so confident, but if they uh, know more China, they will know that China is a peace-loving country and uh, we could coexist, we could, uh, we could um, uh, have mutual trust and uh, uh, develop together and uh, to get a double wins. So, so the, the, this is also the uh, drive of our work. We should do more work to, to make others know China or Chinese culture so that we can coexist better. Chinese philosophy values harmony. Just as an old Chinese saying goes, amid differences, real gentlemen seek harmony in diversity, not uniformity. Montenegro's youth say they're fascinated by these ideas. Now, my trip to the local Confucius Institute turned out to be a humbling experience. It's humbling to have met people such as Director Luo, who spent seven years working in a foreign land helping locals learn Chinese. They're true ambassadors of goodwill and people-to-people -people exchange. It's also humbling to see the passion among Montenegrin youth in taking up Chinese language and culture classes. That makes me feel good about the future of China-Montenegro relations.
So tell us a bit about how the students here are, you know, interested in learning Chinese and how this institute is really helping more Montenegrins in, you know, getting them familiarized with the Chinese culture and language. When I came here uh, six years ago, I know such a phenomena that uh, the people above 40 or 45 years old, above, they know China and they uh, are very friendly to China. Uh, but the young people under 40 to 45 years, they didn't know much about China. And uh, with our efforts in the Confucius Institute, the, uh, for example, the summer camper every year, uh, 15 to 20 students to China, and the Chinese bridge winners to China, and the educational de delegation to China, they come to know China more and more. Oh, they are amazed by the high, uh, uh, building, high-rise building, the uh, the high-speed railways, and the advanced science and technology. So they got very good impression on China, and uh, so they are uh, more and more students are interested in China now. Tell us some stories and examples over the years. You've been here for what seven years now since the uh, inception of this institute. Uh, tell us about some of the stories uh, that are interesting about how Montenegrins uh, you know, are learning Chinese through this, this institute. Uh, as we know that Chinese profi proficiency test has uh, six levels. Six le the students who got uh, level four, uh, they could get very good jobs, high salary job in different uh, various Chinese organizations. And some students who could uh, work in kinematica and Chinese restaurants and uh, tourism, because tourism is the uh, backbone of economy in Montenegro. In 2017, Montenegro has a policy of free tourism visa, and the, it attracts a lot of Chinese tourists. And in 20. Uh, 19, the GDP increases by 30 percent, and in 2019, it increases another uh, 30 percent by 30 percent compared to the previous year. So this also attracts a lot of Chinese language learners to become Chinese language talents. Professor Law, you've been abroad in this country for many, many years. Uh, of course, it is an exciting adventure, but it's also a compromise. Uh, if you think about, you know, being here, um, you know, not being able to return home often, not being able to see your family as much as you would have liked. Um, what does this job mean to you? What does working here in the Confucius Institute, uh, interacting with the Montenegrins mean to you? Personally, I, I think that it is also a challenge and also a attraction to myself because I'm interested. My major is in uh, Western literature and I learn a lot of here and uh, make the theories into practice and know many, many things better. So it benefits me a lot. And the second is that is my mission. So the mission is that to help the two countries to communicate, to learn from each other, to cooperate, and in such things. I think that, that I make my own efforts in such things.
Professor Lo, thank you for having us here in your beautiful institute and thank you for hosting us. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> we all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. <laughs> Though our languages, cultures and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world. Hi, this is Niu Niu. And yes, Old Wisdom New Insights is back with a brand new season. Just check out the historical figures we've selected for you. There's the top KOL in Song Dynasty, a real celebrity influencer. If I write an article about a place, it will become a tourist destination and stay popular for centuries. There's the man who was so weird but so talented that almost all the famous celebrities of his time were both offended and impressed by him at the same time. To be liked or disliked, that was never the question for me. I was not really popular among my peers, but I was too occupied with my dream to even realize that. There's the successful novelist who changed his career path in his 60s and did a really good job. I say, it's never too old to follow your dream. 60, it's just my 30. Now, do you know who I'm talking about? If not, don't you worry. That's what the show is all about. Join me to find out with more old wisdom, new insights with the modern twist. Just subscribe and listen to Old Wisdom, New Insights on all the major podcast platforms. Focus, focus on what's relevant in China and the world. Bridge the, bridge the gap between what you know and what you want to know. This is The Hub. What aspect of the Chinese culture, or the Chinese people, or, or about China, that really like intrigues you, that interests you uh, the most, or what do you think are the symbols of the Chinese culture that you love? Mm, I uh, I envy or the Chinese, culture or the philosophy. Yeah. I envy Chinese on their peace. I think here in Montenegro we lack peace, like uh, to live slowly and uh, like Chinese they try a lot but uh, they are not as nervous as we here they're like okay it will be it will all be done but just keep it uh, like peaceful so I'm learning uh, from my teacher also uh, the, lan the language and also what uh, kind of person should I be in the future so I hope to be at, at least partly Chinese in the future um, so it intrigues me, I think, the most, and also uh, their hard work. They are really, really, and deeply hardworking people. So I think we could really use their their way of life in our country. As I said, I am very amazed by the culture, um, and by all the colors and everything uh, that has to do with it. Um, also, I think uh, just Chinese architecture amazes me, even the modern and the old Chinese architecture, because it's uh, they have a lot of takes on it, and uh, I just uh, think it's 
amazing. I want to be an architect when I grow up and I hope that I will have a chance to continue my study in China. And also another aspect is uh, the food. I would very much like to try the as much as many dishes oh. as I can from China. Uh, I've already tried mooncakes and they were delicious. I love them, I want to try them again. In April, me and Anita went to like a event, our teacher called us. Uh, it was like a, like we tried uh, Chinese tea, uh, we like saw different Chinese clothes that were literally like really beautiful. And we like uh, played little games and it was really fun, so we learned uh, there. And we also tried the mooncake, like, sh like she said, and it was really delicious. And I hope also to, uh, to, meet, like, uh, to meet people from China, to meet their culture and also food. I really think that it's interesting, the lanterns tradition um, and also um, other festivals. Any festivals are very beautiful with beautiful costumes and also activities. Uh, for example, Dragon Boat Festival, which has this race, so I think it's very cool. And there's nothing like an old friend. Mila Bobovich is my alumna from Communication University of China in Beijing. She came back to work in Podgorica a few years ago. So Mila, what got you interested in, in China, in the Chinese culture in the first place? You started very, very young, right? Yes, actually, I'm not even aware of when it began, but I remember as a child, at the age of 10 or something like at that, age of 10. I saw Chinese characters for the first time on television okay. and I fell in love with them and I kept telling my parents how the Chinese characters are so alluring and how I really want to learn. And then I asked them, where can I learn Chinese? I need to find out. And my parents, they were actually big support for me in this and they encouraged me to, to begin my journey. And I began my journey officially at the University of Belgrade, Faculty of Philology, Department of Sinology. But after that, um, or before that, I started some on my own learning, which wasn't actually that good, but it still kept me going. The passion for Chinese never went away. I mean, I've talked to the embassy people here, I've talked to your government officials, um, both agree on on one thing that is you're the best Chinese speaker in this country of 600,000 people. I'm very grateful I could do my best to help them to achieve as best communication as possible. So that is my goal and I'm also thankful to everyone for praising me and for giving me support to become even better. Uh, because learning a language, especially Chinese, uh, is so challenging and I think it's a life learning process. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I'll learn Chinese, that's it, it's over. China has a cultural deficit, like it or not. Um, how do you think Chinese culture can really be understood and promoted to the rest of the world, and, think, in particular here in Montenegro? I think we live, Montenegro is uh, quite a traditional society, so we still cherish many values that are in common with our Chinese friends. And I think in promoting cultural exchange, we could stick to those uh, similar uh, cultural patterns and try to uh, communicate about them and upgrade our cultural understanding. And then when we have good base, we can promote the cultural exchange further and then we can learn about the differences. No country can escape from its own political reality, right? Uh, this country's leaders made no secret about its aspiration to be a Euro-Atlantic country since day one. 
Uh, do you think that contradicts uh, in any way or intervene in any way about um, how Chinese culture and the Chinese people uh, can be received um, and can be promoted here? I can only tell my view of this situation. I, I think it's not contradictory at all. I think the European Union and China are trade partners. China is even the biggest trade partner of the EU. And plus, um, the good friendship that Montenegro has with China can only help Montenegro once it becomes a member of the EU to further develop those relations and to help maybe some other European countries to establish the same type of relations with China. So I think it's Montenegro can be a, a leader, can be a tra it, it trailblazer, can, be. can, yes. can lead uh, you know, the, the patterns of interaction between China yes. and the EU. Yes, it could be a good exchange point and it could be a good example how one small country can at the same time have good relations with the EU, with the West and with the East. Uh, with China, especially with China, I'd say. Uh, going forward, um, do you hope to, of course, you, you would hope to come back to China one day, right? To visit your friends. I miss What China. do you miss the most about China after all these years of uh, COVID? <sighs> I miss so many things. I miss the feeling when you walk at Chinese metropolis and all the lights and all the uh, busy atmosphere of the great big city. I miss that. I also miss Chinese food, the real authentic Chinese food. <laughs> we only have some sort of um, Chinese restaurants here that used to adjust the taste a little bit to the local people. But I miss my friends, of course, the most. I miss my friends. I miss my colleagues. I miss um, visiting so many museums, mm. which I genuinely love. Uh, in China and um, since I'm a mother now and I have a little kid, my son, I am very looking forward to the next opportunity when I can come to China with him so he can experience the real China with me yeah. from that little age. Yeah, he, he can play with my son who's eight, eight months old. Uh, I'd love that. Finally, what do you think is you know, the power of culture in bringing two peoples and two countries closer to, together? I think the culture acts as a bridge, as a link. Um, we should always f uh, focus on understanding other cultures and not really to have this kind of cultural shock every time when we go abroad. That's normal, it happens, but we should be prepared for that because we live in the 21st century and we can learn about other countries before we actually visit them. So that's my advice also for all Montenegrin people before going to China to do some research first in order to avoid any cultural shocks and unnecessary things you and adjust a, better. You should start a YouTube channel or a you Weibo think? blog. Uh, you, know, you should be a blogger. I'm surprised you're not a blogger yet. Uh, many people told me that before, so maybe I should consider it. <laughs> you should be the go-to person, the go-to point of how Montenegrins uh, you know, get information about China. I'll have that China. in mind. I'll have that in mind. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Mila. So good to see you here. It was such a pleasure. Come visit next time welcome to montenegro and that will do it for this edition of the hub on cgtn i'm wang guan in beijing our news coverage continues on cgtn bye and take care we all enter this world with a universal greeting <laughs> we then learn to speak Though our languages, cultures and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Deutsche Bahn. Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world.